0: Exit 52 podcast instant analysis time after a 31 17 win for the Ravens in a game that I just said to you guys, I don't think I'll remember in 10 years. I don't think I'll remember this game in 10 months, but it is a win for the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson gets back on track, 193 yards in the air, a touchdown, and then an electric 50 yard um, rushing touchdown that kind of just asserted the Ravens in this ball game And the Redskins didn't put up a ton of resistance um, for the most part. They were decent in the first half, but it just seemed like it was a matter of time before. If the Ravens played anywhere near any type of good game, uh, they were going to be fine. Banks, what are your initial takeaways from this one?
1: A pretty blasé game. It didn't really move the needle too much. They didn't answer a lot of the questions that we wanted to, to be answered after that Monday night loss. They came out and let the Reds or almost did it again. I've really struggled with that whole thing. I did it on the blog today, in the title of the blog. Um, the Washington football team, we just needed to let them get in the runway, and they basically did that. They didn't really protect the football. Credit to Marlon Humphrey with that rip. You have to know when he's in your vicinity that you, ha- you just got to hold on to that thing tight. Hopefully teams don't learn that. But time and time again, I don't know how many times he has to do it and for these teams to see it on film, for them to learn their lesson. But, Don't tell Mike Preston that. Yeah, they. It's a rough one for him right after that. Um, but Shocker! Still, Shocker! The Redskins, dude, do, do it again. Uh, Come the, on, the, man. Football. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm doing you can't terrible. Do it two times. You I, can't do it two times. I grew up close to DC. I I'm used to hearing that word all the time. Well, you
0: should be very used to so, saying DC.
1: Then. Fair. Um, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for that. The the football team. Hmm. Did some pitiful, pitiful things out there. The the fourth down and goal from, what, the twelve, where he dumped it down, it was one of the more laughable things I've seen. But they do that kind of stuff all the time. You can expect them to do it. We just needed to make a few splash plays, try to control the football as much as we could. We made some mistakes. The interception was a weird one before half, but uh, ultimately we made the big plays and they didn't.
0: Yeah, I think that for the most part, as you said, not a ton of questions answered. Um, from a Ravens perspective, we did call out specifically two guys last week that I want to make mention of that, that played well. Matt Judon had two sacks, so yeah. call off the dogs a bit. He had two sacks. I know it's against Dwayne Haskins, uh, but he gets two on the board. And then Patrick Queen uh, leads the Ravens in tackles with 12 and had three TFLs. So two guys um, that I think should have been expected to step up and play better this week, and I think that they did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think – we all thought that this would just be the Ravens march down the field, drive one, and it's kind of off to the races from there. And this wasn't really a race more than like a, this is like a race walk uh, from the Ravens. Like you can have were a, going fast. You can have going fast guy in
1: there it. with Mark Andrews.
0: Sure. I think. Yeah.
1: yeah mm-hmm. he, he rebounded in a big way and people are going to get on him about not showing up in the big games. And, you know, I, I suppose there's some validity to that, but it's good to see him go out there and make some plays again.
2: You can call him Mark. Don't call me Jake Lehman. Andrews. Yeah. Seriously. The big games. <laughs> um, I, wow. What a ricochet what? shot at Jake. Me, hey, Hey, wow. you know, we, you don't remember people used to hate on Jake Layman for never uh, showing I, up in big games. Taylor, I, remember, Taylor I know all the hate given
0: to every Maryland basketball player in the last 10 years. So yes, I do remember.
1: <laughs> There's so much hate thrown <laughs> at all those guys that I don't really remember one. all of them singled out that like, like Jake Lehman specifically. Uh, but I remember the layman hate. I, I've, I've erased a lot of recent Maryland basketball memories <laughs> for good reason. Um, my,
2: I, my takeaways, first off, shout out to Ron Rivera. I mean, the, the clips that they were showing of him, like just sitting on the bench and, and just the stories they were telling about him this week, that seems absolutely just terrible. And the fact that he's out there and I mean, it's probably what 90 degrees on the field and he's just, just dogging it. It's shout out to him. Um, the, the notes that I took, I said, trying to get Lamar into a passing rhythm. Why? Punch them in the face. Because again, like that first quarter, it seemed like there were a lot of those like mid-range trying to go long, just, just trying, to, trying to get him going in the passing game. And it's like, just don't get cute. Punch him in the face. Get this game over with in the first half. Um, I said, boring game up until L- Lamar's long run. Um, was anyone else surprised at his, that that was his career long run was 50 yards?
1: I knew that he had come close to that number. Uh, the Bengals one was in the high 40s. but Yeah,
2: that had, had to be high 40s. Because I, I feel like it's whatever, just coming back around in the pocket, scrambling around, and that's so it seems so much longer.
1: Yeah, for whatever reason, I have this very distinct memory of the RG3 run against, I want to say the Vikings, his rookie mm-hmm. good, where he went around the edge. Left side. It was like everyone is so hyper-aware of his ability to take it to the house at a given point, where they just have safeties and people deep. And are in position. And Lamar, this is a credit to to something that I think people don't give him a lot of credit for is he gets down when he Mm -hmm. gets past the second level and there is some risk to be had of taking like a ricochet hit or, or something that he doesn't anticipate. He gets down and avoids contact that he can't protect himself from. So I mean, like. There was one run he had in Seattle last year where he took off. A guy was coming off the edge, and he just outran him around the corner, beat some guys around the edge, tucked back in towards uh, the center of the field, and then he just read the situation for what it was and just got down. And I've seen him do that a 100 times. But this is one where he just got to that, that last level and broke the tackle and, and just beat everybody to the, to the goal line. He's also a big run-out-of-bounds guy. Like he's fine with
2: taking those one or two yards, just getting out of bounds, not getting hit, and he's so far he hasn't been. I was just talking to Taylor before we started. Like Justin Herbert took a big hit two, you know, two steps after he stepped out of bounds. You don't see those with Lamar, but um, my next one, I said Patrick Queen on the goal line when early on, when uh, I think it was Gibson tried to jump up and over, and he kind of got his legs clipped, and Queen just met him up top, like like you said, Taylor. I thought he had a great game, um, especially just after being embarrassed benched on monday night but again it's probably easy to to rebound against a team like like washington um 24 being on the on the redskins being on the offensive side of the ball is so weird to me after the last what 15 of 20 years we've seen champ bailey and josh norman i literally i looked up and i saw 24 sprinting down the the field and i thought (laughs) lamar had a pick and i was like oh damn i didn't even know they had the ball and then like nope that's just a running back um lamar's throw to andrews when he's rolling left and cocks it back and just, just lays it right in the bread basket. That was, that was pretty, uh, that was a hell of a throw. Um, and that's, that's kind of it. Like, like Taylor, what we were just saying, it's, it was a very boring game. It was a super quick game. I feel like too. It was, it was, it just, it seemed to fly by. Um, but yeah, the, the guys who we kind of mentioned um, on the podcast on uh, after Monday's game, pretty, pretty much all stepped up. I know Mark Andrews only had three, three uh, targets, but he had three catches and, two nice touchdowns The they kind of let they didn't let the the Washington hang around but they just didn't really put their foot on their throats it it was just yeah like you said very blase just a boring it seemed like a a game that they were like all right let's get this over with and we'll just we'll move to next week
0: yeah it's one of those things where you watch Washington um and it's one of those teams where you never really feel that threatened right so if you're if you're in the lead And you get up by two scores. It just doesn't feel like Dwayne Haskins is going to, you know, pull those guys back over the top. Like they're, they just don't have the big playability. We were joking about it before we jumped on here. Like he passes side to side, maybe more than anybody in the NFL. And they just don't seem to have the confidence to let him really unleash the rock. Now, do they have a lot of downfield targets? McLaurin's pretty good. And then other than that, maybe they don't. Um, So it just felt, and maybe that's the way the Ravens felt too. Like you're coming off that short week and it's like, let's not empty the tank here. Um, but they're going to need to be better than that, than they were today against better teams. I mean, that was not a performance that's going to beat the top echelon teams in the NFL. Um, and I I kind of, w- and and the Ravens won by by multiple scores, but, you know, I almost wish it was three or four instead of, instead of two after what happened this last week. But, you know, they let the late, late touchdown in and it doesn't go that way. But I think it's like a, like a B-minus type of performance. Nothing to like get too excited about, but it's a win. And in a, in, in a league where you just need to get as many wins as possible, that's some, some expert analysis right there. I mean, the Ravens, get, the Ravens get a win and then go into a division game next week. You hope they can kind of take some little steps here in this management part of the schedule. Look, this wasn't an unbelievable performance, but you get a win by multiple scores. Now go in and punish a guy like Joe Burrow in your division to show Cincinnati they have nothing um after they won this week
2: um and then kind of move on from there but you can you can even say I mean it's a road win against the first place team in the division so <laughs> which is bizarre <laughs> that checks that <laughs> checks the box
0: yeah uh Lamar also the fastest quarterback to ever reach 5,000 yards passing
2: and 2,000 yards rushing so congrats to him it's that impressive. list can't even be that big right like I saw that stat and I, I wanted to know the other I'm sure we could find it but because it took him how many games would it say 25 uh 35 career games 26 start so it's like it's like you know some of these other quarterbacks like I'm sure it took you know I'm sure it's guys like McNair Steve Young Cunningham Vic guys like that but I mean I'm sure it's taken some of those guys a long time to get there
1: yeah um regardless I thought that he looked a little out of sync early um throwing the ball the, the two deep shots that they had uh, on the same set of downs looked like balls that he would throw with ease last year. And the balls look good in the air. And, you know, your heart kind of skips a beat as you see it in the air because you think you're going to go for six. And uh, he just kind of mailed it. I don't know if he's maybe just a little frantic still or he's a little hyped up or whatever. But um, when he made the throws, at the very least, I could say, well, at least he's not making mistakes. And then he made the throw out right there before half. I think Miles Boykin – and him were just on the, on different pages and who knows whose fault that might be uh but to give them a chance to to cut the score back inside of one score which they didn't quite do because they kicked the field goal but to give them an opportunity for some life going into half there is really something you don't want to do um so to like there were times today where it felt like they're playing just situational football don't you know, rock the boat. Just let the the football team make the mistakes that they do, and, and we'll just take our win and leave. And at other points, it looked like they're really trying to shake off some of the cobwebs and, and get the ship righted after last week and try to find a rhythm. And it was a mixed bag on all fronts for both those those missions.
0: You can only assume that uh, Miles Boykin and Lamar weren't on the same page because Miles's um, reps were all with Sam Cook this week. So that there's really nothing there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Um, if you're gonna convert that, shout out to Sam Cook. Just a, he throws such a good ball, absolute bullet to Miles Boykin. That how, that, that, how about the that was a play it? where you just know you're better than the other team. That was that was an example of that.
1: Type. I loved how how obvious it was that that was a situation that John Harbaugh would do it, where the announcer uh, he ca- literally said, "Here it is. Said, this is where John Harbaugh does this kind of thing." And then it didn't even look like they tried to put some fake into it. He just took a snap from 15 yards, like a good like quarterback in the shotgun turned right through a dart easy yeah there was nothing there was nothing tricky
0: about it it was just a (laughs) passing play (laughs) it was a longer shotgun play that's exactly what it was we'll take yeah but yeah you'll you'll take that and i think that that sort of showed that the ravens are going to be willing to impose their will a little bit i think in a in a different game they, they pumped that away
2: it almost it seemed like a preseason game almost like like where you said brian where they were just like all right here's things we're going to work on and it's like, let's try and establish the pass early. And it was, it just seemed like one of those things where you would see in like a week two preseason game, like, all right, well, while Lamar's in, let's get these reps then and, and let's get out of here. So again, just a super weird game. I feel like.
1: Yeah. It didn't feel like we really got into the sink of like, Hey, this is a game. This is intense. It's time to be intense and get, you know, I don't know. It just, it was a weird feel from the start. I don't know why that was, but, um, whatever. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens, whatever (laughs) the Ravens
0: didn't run the ball well either. And I think there weren't a lot of holes created. Um, and for the Ravens to win a game pretty easily where they don't run the ball that effectively outside of that 50 yard run, um, over the first three quarters when the game was, you know, still, I guess, theoretically in doubt. I don't know if it was really ever in doubt, but theoretically, um, that is also going to have to improve. And that Ravens offensive line continues to shift a bit. Um every single week. And I don't think they've still truly found their stride. I feel like a broken record saying that every week, but in both facets of the game uh passing and, and running, it just doesn't feel like they've totally found a chemistry. Um, that's correct. So that is also something to continue to watch.
1: Yeah. Tying into the offensive line situation to see. uh It was noted before the game that with Marlon Humphrey getting the extension that they had also tried to talk to Ronnie Stanley and his market is, maybe bigger than Humphreys because Jeremy Tunsell got that big contract. So I'm sure that Ronnie Stanley's hurt. And that's a reason, the reason the complete reason why he he didn't play today, but it was also an opportunity to take a look at what an offensive line with Orlando Brown at left tackle instead of right tackle would look like. And I thought he played pretty well. He didn't play great, but um, as a unit, the offensive line definitely has some things to work on. I didn't really care for the, the two holding calls. They, they called on Fluker late it wasn't really pertinent to the the result of the game at all. They were just weird calls where I didn't think that he was holding. I I rewinded and I looked at them because the holding issue across the league has been a really interesting one where they're calling a lot less and the standard has been lessened in terms of, or I guess it's been heightened as to what could potentially be called holding. And so I just wanted to rewind it and see what holding is now that we're were finally seeing a flag for one. And both the holding calls on Fluker were – I don't even think they're holding at all and they definitely weren't even holding under the old standard, let alone the new standard. So it's just a little weird because we we want our pass rush to improve and we feel that they're not really getting home as much as we would like to see them. And part of that might be, is that, you know, the offensive lineman could be a little more grabby, which is, it's fine. And everybody's playing under the same standard until three minutes left in the game, Fluker is getting called for this. So I just don't know what's what there and I'm sure it's, frustrating for them too
0: yeah it's got to be it's got to be difficult to adjust to and scoring is so up uh, around the league that I mean the NFL continues to do things to let offenses run wild which Just, makes for exciting games uh, but also you, makes it times for adjustments uh, for those guys to make
1: did you see the first half over under uh, lines so far this season? I did not like the over under the over is hit like something like 43 out of 60 games in the first half. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure that not, you know, this, we're not a complete gambling podcast and all that, but it's just interesting that Vegas sees things one way and uh, the league is certainly adjusting and uh, there'll be a, a correction in terms of the over unders for first halves, I guess. What did the line end up being today? Cause I saw someone say 14 and a half. I don't know that I saw 14 and a half early in the week. I saw 13, 13 and I saw it close around 14. So there was some spread drama there late and some people are going to be um, pretty unhappy with that push. I am not one of those people. So, yeah, so trying to find it.
0: Uh, ESPN had the line listed at 14 and an over under 45. So yeah, there you have it. I don't, obviously it's, it's different, different places, but that's what the, that's what the ESPN game cast uh, tells me. So sure. Good, good for them. Good for them. Uh, now the Ravens uh, next week face Cincinnati who got a win today over Jacksonville. Um, we'll obviously jump into that more on our Thursday show, but I continue to just on the surface be impressed by Joe Burrow uh, with a, not a great offensive line. He continues to play well. With that said, Joe makes it ran for 151 yards or something nice. today. Um, so they may, might've figured it out a little bit on that front, but that, uh, that Jacksonville defense um, is certainly not the Ravens defense. Yeah. Um, that is I'm sure some to explain for that performance, but a division opponent. And, and like I said before, I think the Ravens need to be better next week, Um, especially against a division opponent back at home, you know, back at the scene of your, of your, of your last loss. um, And sort of building up uh, to that Pittsburgh game. I think you want to be playing better than they played today. So any final thoughts on this one, guys?
1: My final thoughts would be, Hey, you got to win. It didn't look pretty. You didn't really get the taste out of your mouth from last week, per se, in terms of the issues at hand. And there's a lot more to look at. But again, you've got tape on, on things to improve upon. We got to stop the opposition in the screen game. Uh, I think the tackling is part of that, too. I think the tackling could be a little bit sharp rather than Humphrey and, um, and Queen. I don't really trust some of these other guys to, to make a tackle in the open field. But um, and then just to clean up some of these things in the offensive game, in the pass game, just find the rhythm a little more. But they'll be all right. They'll be all right. They're three and one. It's you know, there's a lot of football left. And if you win three out of four games, you're going to have a pretty successful time in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're most likely going to go into the bye at what five and one. Um, like I said, I, I, I think just a quick t- takeaways you're like Marlon Humphrey's damn good. Like you talked about it earlier. He's, he's just really good because maybe a lot of the guys would get that big extension and kind of, Oh, it's Washington. We'll lay back this week. And you could see him just when he goes after that ball, he's just an animal. Um, and what else is, Oh, RG three, rough homecoming, rough homecoming, yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty much the opposite of what we said. It was on and brand. It, <laughs> it seemed like they were going to give him, I mean, they put him in with like four and a half minutes left. So I think Harbaugh was going to say, you know, Hey, finish this game out and, he took that hit in the end
1: zone and kind of lofted that ball up and it was, so tried, I'm sure. Start, he tried to run to the sticks the one time too. And he kind of took took a lick. He took yeah. a lick too.
0: Yeah. If you wanted same, it bad,
1: you could see it. <laughs> this ain't yeah. 2012 Bobby. Um,
0: he even got up from the first the where he got tackled for the sticks. He kind of got up with like a little, like, yeah, I just like got in there and put my shoulder down. Like I'm going to be physical. <laughs> Like, he kind of got uh, off with a little bit of, like, edge to him, which I appreciate. Like, good for him. Like, I'm sure – Yeah, I'm good sure, for him. I'm sure jumping back on that field brought a lot of emotion to him. Like, I, uh, that's a crazy feeling.
1: I'm sure, yeah. It felt good. He'll uh, – yeah, that's – Yeah, that again, was I, partially a sentimental uh, insertion of him in the game there, kind of like giving your fullback a carry in, in garbage time on a, you know, third and short. I,
0: I just was, wish there had been fans there. I mean, it just would have been an incredible environment with – with the Ravens and the football team fans mm-hmm. there. Football uh, team fans. I mean, that just
1: would have been I was so good. Away RG, from us.
0: RG3 coming into the ball game. I mean, it's probably oh. the
1: last time the Ravens play at FedEx field. If you think about it, they won't go back to DC for eight years and, who knows what yeah. their stadium situation. Yeah.
0: They're trying to build a new stadium. That's true. Who knows?
2: I mean, that's going to be, that's a
0: whole what a, that's, dump.
1: That's a whole, what that's a do a whole, whole podcast time. on that.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, to, 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 to close, to close, my final thoughts are good. I hope the Ravens never go back to FedEx field. Cause that's the worst stadium in the league. Like that, that entire situation down there stinks. And the Redskins know it stinks. Or excuse me, the football team know <laughs> it stinks. Dan Snyder knows it stinks. That's why he wants to build another stadium, but man, as someone that has seen two Taylor Swift concerts down there, it is hard to get in and out of there. I've never seen a, I've never seen I've never seen a professional football team game down there. Taylor Swift concerts way more important than watching that team play, but man, that stadium stinks. That stadium absolutely stinks. But fortunately, no one had to sit in traffic for three hours after the game because there were no fans. So very
2: true. Real, to- another real quick shout out to Joe D, John B, and Joe O for uh, DMing us, making sure that we are recording. Oh yes, yes, we are recording.
0: All three of us uh, yeah. are recording. Are recording this one. So our
1: bases are covered.
0: Our bases are very, very covered. Um, on this one, Ryan Clark tweeted something. I'm trying to find it. Oh, here it is. Man, the Ravens put RG three in the game. That type of day for the team. I'm going to hold the football part of the Washington squad until they prove to me that's the sport they're playing. Wow. Thank you, Ryan Clark, for a great close to this podcast. <laughs> Just eviscerating the football team. All posts came after a Ravens 31-17 win over the football team. The Battle of the DMV goes to, or the I-95, or the Battle of Beltway, or whatever the hell you want to call it, goes to the Ravens. We will see you for the Thursday show. Uh, make sure to tune in Thursday morning. We will try not to record it twice as we recorded the last show. We record Wednesday night. Make sure to check in with the mailbag. You can DM us at exit52podcast on Instagram or Twitter. You can DM any of us on Twitter or tweet at us or whatever you want to do. Or uh, RDT's favorite email, exit52podcast at gmail.com. He's waiting for your emails. He's sitting on there all day long. Mm -hmm. Um, So make sure to send in your emails there. Follow us on all of our social media channels at that stuff I just mentioned. And we will see you for the Thursday show. Ravens 31, football team 17. We'll see you.